Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and thank you so much for joining me on my daily teaching podcast, Grace to Your World. You know, the more we understand God's grace, the more do we find ourselves empowered to change our world and to live the overcoming life. Now, with that being said, let's get into today's message and grow in our walk with Jesus together. This is the contrast between God's ways and the world's ways, or watch this, guys, the human way, religion's way. Is really our natural way if we don't renew the mind. And so here's the contrast. Number one, God's ways are about us being God-dependent. He wants us to be God-dependent, yet our ways are we're self-dependent. We want to depend on ourselves. Number two, God's ways are grace-based, whereas our ways are works-based. We want it to be about our works. <laughs> You know, it's about, okay, man, you know, if I just do all the right stuff, you know, then I can get all the right stuff to happen. <laughs> you know, uh, that's kind of the way of the world. A lot of people bring that into their walk with the Lord. Well, Alex, you know, praise God, brother Alex, I'm going to do all these things for the Lord. Praise God. And I pray all night, uh, Alex. And I, I'm, I'm always up praying all night. And it is because of my prayers all night uh, that God is able to do, that God is able to do all these things in my life. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, I think you got something wrong here. Okay. <laughs> you know, uh, praying is important. It's very important. You having a heart to do what God wants to do is very important. But is God going to be the one who does it through you? It's not you. You see, it's not us doing things for the Lord. It is God who wants to do things through us. It's grace-based. It's not works-based. And number three, this is what I really want to focus in on for the remainder of this message, is God's ways are that God looks on the heart, whereas our way, the world's way, the human way, is we judge by the appearance. God looks on the heart, but we judge based on the appearance. Now, I want us to really kind of look at our own lives and kind of notice, you know, anytime we do it, you know, not to be condemned about it, but so that we can change it. And then we want to really just understand, man, that, you know, you never know what's going on in a person's life. And so we never have all of the information that's going to enable us to, to judge another person. Look at James chapter 2, verse 1 in the NLT. James chapter 2, verse 1 talks about this, actually, because this is James talking to uh, an assembly of believers, a church. And, and here's what he says. He says, my dear brothers and sisters, how can you claim to have faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ if you favor some people over others? Verse 2, for example, suppose someone comes into your meeting, into your church, dressed in fancy clothes and expensive jewelry, and another comes in who is poor and dressed in dirty clothes. Verse 3. He says, if you give special attention and a good seat to the rich person, but you say to the poor person, you say to the, to, to the poor one, you can stand over there or else sit on the floor. <laughs> 
And he goes on to say, well, verse four, doesn't this discrimination show that your judge that your judgments are guided by evil motives? This is huge, guys. This is huge. That God considers us judging each other based on the appearance. He considers that evil motives. And guys, what this is, is this is just showing us how pure God's ways are, guys. How pure the ways of God are. You see, God's ways, guys, they're higher. God's ways are deeper. And I want you to understand, church, God's ways are completely pure. They're completely pure. And so God does not want us judging other people based on the appearance. And church, this is really on my heart. You know, for us as a, as a church, eventually, you know, we're going to have these meetings. And, and I, I just want us to really understand, man, you know, church is not about how somebody, you know, is showing up, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, someone says, well, Alex, you don't look like a preacher, <laughs> you know, well, well, how do you know what a preacher is supposed to look like? Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know, uh, Alex, if you were a real preacher, you would wear a suit and tie every week. Well, hold on guys. You know, uh, I just don't think it's about what you're wearing. Okay. I, I really want you to understand, uh, you know, it doesn't matter. You can wear a suit and a tie. I like doing that sometimes. You can wear a t-shirt, okay? <laughs> you know, as long as you're wearing something, okay? You just got to wear something. That's, that's really important, okay? We just really need you to wear something. Uh, yeah, I know, Adam and Eve, you know, they were naked in the garden. I, I know, guys, but, you know, just, you know, just just please, just just wear something, okay? Just, just do us that favor, okay? <laughs> All right. So we need you to wear something, guys, but it's not about what you're wearing, Okay. Yeah, you know, someone says, well, Alex, you know, a real preacher would never preach it in, in jeans. Well, hold on, guys. Do you really think that God is concerned about what you're wearing? Really? Notice how superficial that is, guys. Notice how superficial that is. And, and, and what happens is, you know, you got people then, uh, they're going to church and they're like, man, I don't know what to wear, you know, man, I, I feel like I just got to not be myself and I got to just kind of put on this religious show, uh, you know, so that people don't judge me. Well, hold on, guys. I want you to understand the church is a place for you to come just as you are. The church is a place for you to come just as you are, whatever you uh, are comfortable wearing, you know, wear it. You want to wear a suit, wear a suit. You want to wear jeans, wear jeans, man. You know, want to wear a t-shirt, wear a t-shirt. We just want you to come just as you are. God's ways, guys, are not about the appearance. It's not about how you're showing up. Notice what he says in Proverbs chapter 30, verse 5. He says, every word of God is pure. And remember, his word, guys, rightly divided, is going to give you his way. He says, every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. It's not about the appearance, guys. It's not about the appearance. And so what I want to get at here is, is this. This is kind of really the core now of what this message is all about here today. It's, it's what are our motives, guys? What are our motives? I want us to, to really think about that. Because the truth of the matter is, when you think it's all about the behavior it's very tempting, guys, to have a person who is doing all the right things, 
but you're doing it with a wrong kind of motivation. Because you think it's all about what you do, you neglect, you neglect what's going on on the inside of you. You know, you come to church, you do this thing that you think you're supposed to do, you tithe, but your heart is not in it. Now, I say this, guys, not to condemn, there's never any condemnation, but to understand this truth that God would really rather have you be honest with him rather than you trying to put up a show and trying to do all the right stuff. You know, here's the thing, man, you can fool other people, okay? You can even fool yourself, but you can't fool God. And I'm going to use giving as an example. You know, if, if you're giving, as you think it's an obligation that you've got to give, but, you know, you don't really want to give, uh, and you kind of do it grudgingly, well, guys, I, I'm submitting to you that God, you know, God doesn't need your money, <laughs> okay? <laughs> God does not need your money. It's not about that. What God wants is, is he wants access to every area of your heart so that he can fully open your heart, so that he can work on the inside of you, and purify your motives. And what happens is, man, you start to give from the heart because God is leading you to give from the heart because you have a desire to give. You show up at church because you have a desire to give, to, to be there. You know, and guys, I was, you know, as I was preparing this message, I was looking at my own life and saying, well, I don't want to deceive myself. And I was saying, well, you know, why am I doing the stuff I'm doing? I'm doing this online ministry. I'm at our local church at Hillsong on Sundays. And um, why am I doing all this? And, and guys, I can tell you, man, I'm doing it because I want to do it. I want to do it. Yeah, yeah, I could just kind of, you know, kick back today and, you know, just kind of, you know, go to the beach or, you know, lay in bed or whatever, you know, <laughs> uh, taking the day off, you know, uh, but, but I want to do it. God has given me the desire to build his church. I love his church, guys. I love the people of God. <laughs> I love you guys, okay? I want to I, I do what God is calling me to do. And I'm saying this not to put the attention on me. I'm saying this that when you let him in and you let him work like, like this on the inside of you, he's going he's gonna to purify your motives. Because the worst thing we can do, church, is, is, be, is, is going through the, motive, uh, through, the, through the motions. You know, you're just kind of doing because the stuff you think you're supposed to be doing. You know, it's about so much more than that. You see, you see. And I want to show you this here in Proverbs chapter 23, verses 6 through 7, which really kind of illustrates this here, that it's really all about what's going on on the inside. And guys, here's the thing, that you and I, man, we can't purify our motives. Uh, you and I, uh, we will not be able to ever you know, work hard enough to kind of make sure that we're transforming our own hearts. I want you to understand only Jesus can do it. Only Jesus can do it. And so you got to trust on his Holy Spirit working on the inside of you. Notice what he says. I'm going to read Proverbs 23, 
verses 6 and 7 in both the King James and in the NLT. The King James Version says, Eat thou not the bread of him that hath an evil eye or, or heart. The eye here is referring to the heart. Uh, you're, it's, 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 it's the spiritual eye, which is the heart of a person. He says, neither desire thou his dainty meats or his delicious meats. Look at verse 7. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. That's a very familiar scripture. But go, look, look what he says. He says, eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. And so he's illustrating here an example of a person who is seemingly doing the right thing, who's who's saying all the right stuff. You know, maybe he's even got the religious lingo, okay? But 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 his heart is not there. And God says, it's not the actions. It's as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. As he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Look at this in the NLT, Proverbs 23, verses 6 and 7. NLT says, don't eat with people who are stingy. <laughs> I love that. Uh, don't desire their, their delicacies. Verse 7, they're always thinking about how much it costs. Eat and drink, they say, but they don't really mean it. You see, and so God, I want you to understand, is a lot more interested, guys, in what's going on on the inside than in, in our behavior. You see, and, and I want you to understand this too, that integrity, guys, is when our thoughts, our words, and our actions line up. That's integrity. The opposite of integrity is, you know, you say one thing, but you you mean, you know, you're not really, you know, you're just saying it, but really you kind of, you know, you're thinking this other thing. Okay. <laughs> you know, that's, that's not integrity. Integrity is my thoughts, my words, my actions are going to line up. God is more interested in what's going on on the inside. Now, church, this should be a very liberating thing. Why? Because this means that you can be completely honest with God. In your relationship with God, you can be completely honest. You know, you say, Lord, um, you know, I, I don't know if I want to do this thing. Lord, I know you're, you're I think you're kind of calling me to do this thing, but Lord, I don't want to do it. Uh, you know, and, and, and you understand, you know, there's no judgment or condemnation coming from God. God gets you. God knows where you're coming from. But you see, God, glory be to God, he knows where you're coming from, but he wants to invite you to join him in this higher way. You see, you see. And so, yeah, you know, you tell him, man, Lord, I don't know if I want to do this thing. Uh, but then what you do is, you know, you, 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 you practice your relationship with him. You open up your heart to him. And gradually, transformation is going to take place as a result. Are you guys catching this this morning, church? And so should our focus be on our behavior? We were asking this question in the beginning. Should I as a believer, you as a believer, should our attention be on our doing? Or should our focus be on aligning our thinking with God's ways of thinking, which is grace, which is grace-based. And as I said earlier, 
You and I, we can't change our hearts, guys. It takes Jesus to change a person's heart. This is how we got born again. If you are born again, if you are in Christ, this is how you, you know, experienced this initial change to begin with. Well, now you just got to continue to let him do his work in, in you. Because guys, I got news for you. All of us are a work in progress. All of us are on the journey. And so I believe that the more we realize that God is not dealing with us based on our behavior, when we come to realize this, what happens is we will less and less be judging others based on their behavior. I believe, guys, the reason we judge people is because somewhere deep down we feel judged. If you think God is judging you, you're going to project that judgment onto other people. But when you understand God loves you, he's dealing with you based on his grace and mercy, well, now you can extend grace and mercy to others. But it's got to start with us. We must understand God's higher way of dealing with us, which is his grace and his mercy. And guys, I'm going to state the obvious right now. You guys know this, but I'm going to, just, I'm going to say it anyway. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. You see, the only reason, church, that God is able to justly and righteously, uh, glory to God, deal with us in his grace and mercy is because of the finished works of Jesus, glory to God. You see, because God is a just God, you see. And so God's got to deal with the sins of the world. But guys, the good news of this gospel is God's already dealt with the sins of the world. <laughs> he already did it. This is why he could say in Psalms, this was a prophetic scripture. This is why he could say that as far as the East is from the West, he has removed our transgressions from us. It's because of the finished works of Jesus Christ. Second Corinthians 5.21 says this in the NLT. He says, For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so we could be made right with God through Christ. God's higher way, guys, is Jesus. It's the finished work of the cross. As a result of, of Jesus' perfect performance for us, he is dying for us and rising again. God can deal with us completely in his grace and mercy. Now, our actions matter. Remember, guys, we said our actions matter. But God is first and foremost dealing with you based on what Jesus has already done for you. And the radical truth, guys, is, you know, man, this is so awesome when you understand that this is God's heart towards all of humanity. Because sometimes I think, you know, religion has kind of, um, you know, misrepresented uh, God in the sense where there's this idea that, you know, God is angry with everybody who's not a believer. <laughs> and, and then, you know, when, when, you, when, you, when you get into Christ, he starts loving you. But I want you to understand, guys, the Bible says it's the goodness of God that leadeth people to repentance. And so even if you're not a believer just yet, God is loving you. God is, is, is inviting you to come to him. <laughs> Glory to God. It's his goodness that's drawing you to him. It requires our depending on God. It requires our um, trusting in God. Are you guys listening to me here this morning, church? What's the takeaway here today? 
takeaway is it's not about what you can do. It's not about your actions. It's about right believing. It's about right believing. Obedience in the New Testament has got to start with our right believing. Now, actions are going to follow as a result. Please, guys, we're not saying actions don't matter, but it's going to start with your right believing. The Bible says when you believe right, when you believe the truth, there's a purity that happens on the inside of you. And so look at your life and notice the areas where you say, well, Alex, you know, maybe my motive was off in this area and it's totally fine. There's no condemnation. Just say, say to the Lord, Lord, guys, you know, it wasn't a surprise to him. He already knows. It's not like, you know, you're going to surprise God and say, man, my motives were off. And God's like, really? No, guys, you know, that's not how that works. You know, God already knows. And when you're completely honest with God, well, now he can work on the inside of you. And it's his grace and his mercy. That's going to change you. Let's end it here today in uh, Psalms 86, starting in verse 11 in the NLT. He says, teach me your ways, O Lord, that I may live according to your truth. And notice, grant me purity of heart so that I may honor you. Purity of heart comes, guys, when we believe the truth of the gospel. That's how you began your life as a believer. If you're a Christian, you've already got the new heart. You've already got the new creation. Now, the only thing God needs you to do he needs you to not throw in the impurity of self-dependence, the impurity of trying to live by the law. He needs you to continue to believe his truth, which has a purifying effect on you. He says in verse 12, with all my heart, I will praise you, O Lord, my God. I will give glory to your name forever. For your love for me is very great. You have rescued me from the depths of death. As a church, I submit to you, God's higher ways are not about us performing to always do the right thing. God's higher ways are about us simply believing the truth of this gospel. Religion says you got to work hard to create transformation. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> you know, God gave us the law in the Old Testament to show it doesn't work. But what's going to work is to say, Lord, here I am. Lord, I give my whole heart to you. Lord, continue the work you've begun in me. Continue transforming me from the inside out, I pray. Help me to see things the way you see them, Lord. And that is, guys, the truth about God's higher ways. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubin. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again on our next podcast as we continue to grow in our understanding of God's grace. Now, to learn more and to access the full-length audio of this and other teachings, simply head to graceworldonline.org. 
for information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or how to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, visit graceworldonline.org forward slash give. Now I pray that you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life and I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.